Welcome to the Black and Green Podcast. It's your go-to place to find the latest high-quality, all-natural products created by Black artisans. Hosted by yours truly, Dr. Kristen H., the founder of Black and Green, we'll discuss all things health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love. This podcast features a refreshing lineup of guests, from entrepreneurs and artisans to holistic lifestylists and clean beauty experts, and a plethora of other innovators within the wellness industry. Join me as we learn from the best of the best. Hey guys, welcome back to the Black and Green Podcast. I'm so happy that you're here joining us and you're always listening in to find the hear the stories of the amazing new Black women artisans that Black and Green has found. I'm so excited about the brand that we're going to talk to today. We're talking to Linda from Akia. Linda, can you please introduce yourself? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and tell you a little bit more about what we have to offer. Malkia is a skincare, bath, and body care line. It's super luxurious, all natural, handmade, and cruelty-free. And it's really here to make you feel like your best self and really embrace your inner queen. Um, Actually, Malkia means queen in Swahili, which a lot of people don't know. It's really an ode to who the brand is for is for queens. And you actually, if you notice our logo, it's like a double M kind of like nested in each other and like stylized as a crown. And the double M actually is because the original name was Makia Meozi, which actually means the black queen, because Mm -hmm. that's who these products are catered to. So I'm really excited to tell you a little bit more about what we do, how we do it, and how it really just makes your skin glow, keeps it healthy, juicy, all the things you want in a skincare line. Yes. So tell me why you changed your name. Um, So you said you used to be, did you actually, was that just an idea or did it actually used to be that and you formally changed it? Oh, no, we didn't formally um, incorporate our LLC with that name just because the way it's spelled, it's like MW for Mayozi. But when people saw it, they'd say Mowozi or like they didn't know how to pronounce it. It was just really difficult. There were a lot of, uh, as I was getting feedback on the names, I was getting a lot of difficulties in just understanding how to pronounce it. So we just shortened it to Malkia. But yes, Malkia. Meozi is spelled M-W-E-U-S-I. So most people didn't know how to pronounce that. So I just ended up shortening it to Malkia. And a lot of, I think, the most iconic brands just have like a single word, you know, that you like identify with, you remember. And I think everyone can relate to being a queen. That's why we're going with Malkia. So tell me what made you start your brand? Like what kind of lit that fire in you that said, I want to do this? Your background and product development, kind of what is your background and how did it lead you to creating a brand? Absolutely. I feel like it kind of happened. It was very serendipitous. I wasn't necessarily like looking to create a brand. I was just tired of things not working for me. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time it was pre-pandemic. We started in 2020. Um, And I found myself, I was working in big tech um, out in the Bay Area, um, actually in Silicon Valley for Apple. And I was working on the iPhone, which is an incredibly like exciting and very difficult thing to do. It's one of the coolest things I've ever done, but also one of the most difficult. And I found myself being extremely stressed most of the time. I was definitely the only person that looked like me on my team. And I was always like breaking out, like my skin just wasn't looking very healthy. So, you know, I was splurging, I was spending all the extra money on fancy skincare that was recommended to me in Sephora or Ulta. I was going to TJ Maxx, buying all the bath salts, trying to do the whole self-care thing. 
but I felt like these items, as much as money I was spending on them, it was making me look and feel worse. Mm. So when the pandemic actually hit and everything shut down. Um, and I just found myself having more time on my hands and I wanted to like really indulge in my self-care routine. I was like, I just don't like any of this stuff. Like, and I looked at my um, boyfriend, now fiance at the time. And I was like, yes, fiance. <laughs> I was like, what if I just made my own, you know, like just made my own bath products. So at the time it started with our iconic um, Lux bomb. And I said, what if I just made my own bath bombs, right? Like how hard can it be? And that's how it started. I went to Target. I bought every essential oil on, on the shelf and all the different ingredients I needed. And I really started to play around intentionally knowing like what worked for my skin and what didn't. And that's how it all started with the Lux Bomb. And Lux Bomb is called the Lux Bomb because it truly is luxurious. It's not your average bath bomb. It has hyaluronic acid, squalane oil, things that are actually going to make your skin feel rejuvenated, hydrated. It's a full body skincare treatment. And that's where I started. So it started with the Lux Bomb. I was sharing with friends and family. Everybody was super obsessed with it. They're like, you should sell these. And that's kind of how I was like, you know what? Why don't I turn this into a thing, like into an actual business? I was like, we have all this time on our hands technically now with COVID. Like, at least work from home. And actually, at the time, I was in my master's full time as well. So it's like I had that much full time. You you can't tell that story. They just had free time because he was working yeah. on a degree and yeah. the brand. Well, I'm a busy body. So for me, it was free time. <laughs> I, I too am a busy body. So black and green, I started while I was a full professor. So I, I needed something to That's, do. Right. <laughs> so I definitely filled that time with starting to build it out. And it started with just the bath bombs and then subsequently our salt, botanical bath soak. And I was like, if I could solve my problems with my pet peeves with like my <laughs> bath products, I think I could solve my pet peeves with everything in my routine. Mm. And I slowly but surely started to build out the line. So it started with just the bath products, who's the easiest to kind of work with and play around and formulate. Then I started to like take online classes, do additional research, really look through what my worked in my routine and what didn't to start formulating things that I knew would work for me. So I went from there to our detoxifying clay masks to our um, body butters, which are now our body souffles, and then now to our skincare line, which includes our face washes, our hydrating facial mist, as well as our glow serum. So it really just grew over the years. Every time I was like, I don't like this. What would I do? What would make it better? What would my skin really enjoy? What would my friends, my families, what would their skin really enjoy and need? Like, what do they feel like is lacking in their current routine? And that's really how I intentionally formulated the rest of the line that we have now. And we've grown to what we are today. Awesome. So what products are featured on Black and Green? So on Black and Green, we have our face line. So that's going to include our hydrating facial cleanser, our balancing facial cleanser, our hydrating facial mist, and our Lux Glow Serum. So the facial line is our most popular line. And the differences between those really is we have two different cleansers, hydrating and balancing. The balancing cleanser is really for more like oily combo type skin because it has, it's that it's actually a black color, has African black soap in it and charcoal. That's really going to help deeply cleanse the skin and like remove any impurities without stripping the skin. So using it it's going to feel really clean, but you're not going to feel dry, right? Mm-hmm. It has um, willow bark extract, which is actually the natural form of salicylic acid, which is great for acne fighting. It's also anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. It has licorice root, turmeric, as well as aloe vera um, liquid to really help 
bring moisture back to the skin and help it naturally glow. So that's for those that have combo oily skin, even though all skin types can use it, that's really what it's formulated towards because it's a little bit more stripping than the hydrating cleanser. So the hydrating cleansers, people like me who are super dry girlies (laughs) and their skin just like sucks everything up and just is like cracking dry. So the hydrating cleanser is this beautiful gold color. And it really helps restore your moisture and natural glow. It has mm-hmm. mango and it smells like the mango extract that's in it, actually, I feel like. It has coconut milk, which is really going to help bring and attract moisture to the skin. Aloe, cucumber, it has natural rice proteins, which is also going to help reduce the appearance of pores on your skin. So I just feel like the hydrating cleanser is really for people that have normal to dry skin. Okay. And it has like this really like just leave your skin feeling very juicy afterward, which I really, really enjoy. So that's usually my day to my day to day go to, but I switch between the two. And now we actually have a third one um, that we recently introduced to the line, but isn't that black and green yet, which is the gentle facial cleanser, which mm-hmm. is really for those with sensitive skin that might be sensitive to the ingredients in the other two. Then after you've washed your face and you're all cleansed and you're feeling great and clean, the next step in our system is the hydrating facial mist, which you guys have. And mm-hmm. the hydrating facial mist is a toner. It's alcohol-free, so it's not going to leave your skin feeling like dry. Yeah. and sucking we, love, we hate yeah. toners with alcohol in it because they're drying. Yes, exactly. Alcohol-free. It has witch hazel, rose water, coconut milk aloe like hibiscus and pomegranate so it's all the things you really want Mm -hmm. like the natural botanicals that are going to help balance your skin's ph and also help attract and retain moisture on your skin and then after you've actually toned you can apply that just by spraying it or with a cotton pad the final step in our routine is actually our best seller and that is the lux glow serum and this is honestly my favorite product in the entire line because i felt like i was struggling so much trying to find a daily moisture moisturizer Mm. Um, daily moisturizer usually creams and i don't know my skin just does not like creams whenever i put a cream or lotion type texture on my face i just break out it clogs my pores it's because most creams are emollient so a mixture of water and oil and sometimes that can like people don't react well to that i know i don't so i wanted something that was lightweight would leave my skin looking glowy but still make me feel moisturized so i don't feel dry because Mm. i am always pretty dry (laughs) Um, It was the running joke. I was the ashy one, right? So (laughs) that I had um, a really good moisturizer. So I ended up formulating a facial oil. And I know a lot of people freak out when you say that, like a face oil, like I'm not rubbing oil on my face. Don't knock it until you try it, okay? Our face oil is a game changer. Face oils are the best way to moisturize. They're yeah. lightweight. They do not feel oily. They do not leave residue. They dry right into the skin, especially the way I formulated the Lux Glow Serum. So people notice the first thing is the beautiful like emerald green color. That's its natural color because all the oils are this natural like honey gold. But mm. then when you add in the blue tansy um, essential oil that's in there, that's a couple drops and it really just gives this beautiful glow to your skin. Blue tansy is like the, um, the best glowing glow inducing ingredient. I feel like that you can find in the skincare market. And when you add that in there, it mixes together and makes this just beautiful, just mesmerizing emerald green facial moisturizers. I know it doesn't leave your skin green at all. It's just a really beautiful color and it smells incredible and it's so light. Once you rub it in, you don't even notice it. Mm -hmm. And it has the best, oils and i would say the way these oils work it's very similar to the sebum on your skin they mimic 
the sebum on your skin. That's why it feels so lightweight and so natural, and it dries down very comfortably. That's going to include our grapeseed oil, argan oil, which is honestly incredible for the face, cucumber oil, camellia seed, um, copaiba oil, raspberry seed oil, prickly pear, rosehip, literally all the incredible oils that you want to be using on your body every day. These are all in the Glow Serum. And you really want to be mindful about what you're putting on your face, right? Because these natural oils are great for you, but a lot of moisturizers have like additional added like toxins in them or chemicals. And whatever you put on your skin will absorb into your bloodstream, right? So mm-hmm. you always want to be working towards using more natural products, right? Yeah. Not- Exactly. Like not everything. I know there's some things for safety used like natural preservatives and things like that. I totally am understanding of that, but you really want to be reading the label. And if you don't understand what's in something, you really shouldn't be putting it on your body or in your skin or even in your body because yes, it will impact not just your skin, but your overall health. I mean, that's the beauty of black and green is that I know we're all busy women. We're trying to live life. And oftentimes we don't have time to read the label. And so the good thing about Black and Green is that I read labels for you. So I make sure I do all my checks and balances. I'm looking at the ingredients. I'm talking to the founder, wanting to know where she's getting her ingredients from to make sure you're safe and protected. And so come and talk about Black and Green, it's like a win-win. You get all natural, non-toxic products and supporting Black women businesses. So it's like, it's a beautiful combination of supporting both worlds. Absolutely. Especially when they're sourced ethically. Our Moroccan argan oil that's actually in the um, glow serum and some of our other products actually picked up directly from Morocco in October. No, September of last year. And I actually got some pictures of the process, like of the women actually taking the nuts, removing the skin, grinding them up, extracting the oil. It was really cool to actually be there in person at their factory. So I took pictures of the whole process and got to meet the women, the incredible women that actually make, and the African women that were supporting in getting our Moroccan argan oil directly from. I love Morocco. Morocco is, oh my gosh, this, I need to go on a vacation soon. I need to go travel somewhere. I want to go see the whole world if I could. And so, oh, I highly recommend Morocco. I, oh, I Morocco. I've been to Morocco, and I, I might go back twice, girl. I did Morocco and Spain at the same time. Oh, incredible! Oh, I loved Spain. I just did Italy last week. I'm a big, big traveler, and I definitely would recommend going back. Yes, my my children and COVID have slowed me down, but I'm not letting that stop me. Where? <laughs> Once I get them potty trained, we're going to hop on these flights and we'll be back out there at it. Oh, <laughs> I'm my thinking about world schooling, which is like this idea of homeschooling and traveling the world. It's like this mm-hmm. whole world schooling idea. So I'm thinking about doing world schooling with my boys when they're, when we are back at this, back open and <laughs> flying. Oh, yeah. I think that's incredible because honestly, you just learn so much. You become mm-hmm. such a well-rounded, open person that's mm-hmm. so receptive to other cultures and other types of people and other types of circumstances when you travel. And I've been traveling since I was young. My parents took us for the first time when we were 12 mm-hmm. um, to Africa because my family is actually from Africa, hence like the name. My family's from Sierra Leone, but I have family all over Africa. My dad's actually there right now. Um, oh, wow. He'll be back, I think, in a few weeks. Yeah, he goes every year. We have a home there. Um, so my parents took us for the first time when I was 12, and I, we spent a few weeks in um England in London went to France and then we went to Sierra Leone and then traveled around Africa so I feel like that experience really just opened my world and my mind and ever since I've just never stopped traveling so I've done now 
23 countries altogether. I even have a travel blog where I keep track of it all. And my next destination in a few weeks, I'll be in Canada. And then after that to Mexico for my bachelorette since I am engaged. And then I'll be honeymooning in South Africa and Mauritius. So I have an Awesome. I have a big schedule this year for travel, so I'm excited about it. That's wonderful. I need to catch up with you because my schedule is going downhill. Um, I love my time. I spent time in Swaziland, which I loved. I was in Swaziland for about six weeks, and I spent time in Ghana, which I also loved, and time in South Africa. So I have a, a dream of trying to hit every single country. So we'll see. Oh, that's ambitious. Yeah. Very like huge continent. <laughs> Very ambitious. But my brother was living in Ethiopia for the last couple of years. And so we're trying to map out a plan where we can go once I'm on the kind of just bounce around from area to area. Because when I was in Swaziland, we hit up a couple of countries while I was there. So I'm hoping we can figure out a way to make this work. <laughs> yeah, you definitely, there's some countries where you can easily from there, like hop a few. Yep. But it's really just getting across the entire continent, I think is going to be, it's not going to be difficult. It's just going to be an adventure because the differences in cultures and customs and just the way they do things is just so different and varied throughout the continent. I think that it'll be such an adventure and it'll really like open your eyes to just how diverse Africa is. Cause I feel like a lot of people have this misconception that Africa all looks the same or it's wild or everyone is dark skinned um, or just that everyone is Muslim, whatever it is. There's always like lots of stereotypes around Africa where it's like, it looks as metropolitan and beautiful as New York city in some places. And it looks as rural as the middle of nowhere, Kansas in some places. It really just depends. It's just as diverse as the United States is, if not more diverse with the vegetation and life that they have. I think you're really going to enjoy that journey. And I think oftentimes what kind of, annoys me is that people forget that like Africa is a whole continent it's not a country and so like like I just feel like the language you often use around an entire continent it's not like one country so that bothers me sometimes I feel like we try to minimize it and we try to America has done a very good job of trying to articulate and trying to shape that experience of how we see the whole continent of Africa being one backwoods thing which uh, it irks my nerves a little bit that they have done that to us oh yeah absolutely as someone who's grown up in that dichotomy of like I grew up American I was born here in DC and my parents raised us here in the U.S. but like having those roots in Africa like growing up very much so in an African household listening to the music eating the food on a daily like watching the Nigerian movies like it's just it was so different because it's like I understand deeply and appreciate my culture. And then when I go out into the world, other people don't. And it's just so odd. And it's like, I want them to be able to appreciate and understand. But because I grew up a little bit in both worlds and have been to Africa, it's like some people say I'm not African enough. There are other people that say I'm not black enough. And there are people that say I'm not American enough. I'm like in this weird foreground where it's like, which camp can I represent and help bridge the gap for people? So uh, there's so many times I have to explain or I've had explained to people because I went to, I grew up in a predominantly black area here in Prince George's County, but I went to a PWI for my graduate and postgraduate degrees. So it's really having to educate people, which you would think would be really educated at these institutions, just nope. how wonderful African culture is and how wonderful Africa is, or just how diverse it is. When I tell people I'm honeymooning in South Africa and Mauritius, the first response is, what's Mauritius? 
where is that? And they don't know it's the richest country in Africa. And it's this gorgeous resort island that's more beautiful than the Maldives, right? People just think that Africa is, again, just the Serengeti. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pink. <laughs> and they, people think that like because of what America has done to push that message, that message forward. So yeah. they don't think that on accident. Like, we have done a very, not we, because I'm not a part of that. They have done a very intentional job of controlling that negative for yeah. folks to receive and understand. So we see it through a problematic lens because they made it problematic. I understand. And watching it, it's just interesting. Cause it's like, yep. I see it, but I'm like, I also know what it really is. So it's like, how do you explain to people? This is not how it really is. Even when I say my family's from Sierra Leone, they're like, what? I'm like, Sierra Leone. They're like, where? And then I say blood diamonds. Like, Oh yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> the reaction changes. <laughs> Cause that, that's all the people know Sierra Leone is through yeah. the movie blood diamonds or knowing about blood diamonds and where they come from. And it's true. It is a problem, but like, that's not there. All there is to Sierra Leone, but it's all people really know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's disappointing. So absolutely. Like, I do feel like over the last 10 years or maybe like five to eight years, there's been a paradigm shift mm-hmm. and especially the African-American community and wanting to understand more about their roots, wanting to know more about Africa, yes. wanting to go back to Africa in a sense mm-hmm. and see it and experience it and connect mm-hmm. with it. And mm-hmm. I do think that's a beautiful thing, like especially also the, it goes hand in hand with embracing like African culture more. Mm-hmm. I hear Afrobeats on this like radio, me and my best friend like joke about how like, in high school, like no one listened to that, right? But we did. And I used to burn CDs back when, yes, we burned CDs. Yeah. Yeah. Myself. <laughs> I used to, we burned CDs. It's not even that recent. Like it was not that long ago. It was 2013. Like burn CDs and give them to my, my friends in high school so they could listen to the African music we were listening to at home because they loved it. And now I hear it on the radio. Now mm-hmm. all the black artists are collaborating with WizKid, DeVito, like people that I've always listened to. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. it's nice to see it becoming more of a forefront. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm like worried that it's one of those things where it's like, do they really appreciate it? Or is it something mm-hmm. like how um, a lot of times white America tends to yeah. try to take black culture and popularize it for themselves because then I see brands that are not black having like Afro inspired like couture clothing and prints it's considered exotic and I'm like no this is African so it's, it's interesting to see it coming to the forefront and how there's the good and bad to it but I feel like the good definitely outweighs the bad because yeah. Yeah. more people are appreciating and understanding that Africa mm-hmm. is not wild place it's a beautiful place rich culture and we are deeply tied to it i know a lot of african americans people they don't even like to be called african americans like to be called black because they don't feel like they can connect Mm -hmm. so it's good to see them actually now trying to connect and make that connection back to where they're from whether it's africa or the islands which still ultimately came from africa like it's really refreshing to see that and then see the embracing of the culture the embracing of the hair the natural styles, the braids coming back. Like it's just, it's a really beautiful thing to see. Yeah. yeah. It is like, you're right. Everything, there is good to it and there is bad to it, but that's life. Like everything is a good and the bad. So we're going to pause now for our meditation. Now we will pause for a moment of meditation with Dr. Crystal Jones. So wherever you are right now, Just take a moment to be, be in your awareness, 
be in your truth, be in your wholeness. Allow yourself to show up as light, dark, and every shade of gray in between. Feeling your presence, experiencing your truth, finding your breath, and instead of directing her, listen to her. Ask her where she wants to spend more time and spend more time there. Ask her where she's stuck and go into the experience of why. Be in this breath, be in this movement and continue to cultivate this experience through the rest of your day. Honoring that your truth and whatever you show up as is always enough. You are perfection and excellence personified. Anything that tells you that you're anything else no longer serves you. Now that we're back from our meditation, I really want to know what's next for your brand. What do you see is next? What is your big vision? Kind of what do you want to accomplish with your brand in the world? Absolutely. That's a wonderful question. It's something I have to think about more often now as it starts to grow beyond just me being able to like restock the products on my own and like getting into more stores, having this opportunity with black and green. It's like, where do I want to go next? And I feel like, cause I've even been approached about like selling the brand, but to non people of color, which I did not agree to. So it's like, I think I want to see the influence of Malkia continue to grow in all communities, but particularly the community of people of color, so they can really see that their skin can be beautiful and mm. beautiful and healthy naturally. You know, that you don't have to spend all this money on all these chemicals they say will make our skin better, but are truly really poisoning us. So mm. I want to be able to grow our influence and continue to grow um, our footing in terms of being in more stores that are like African-American owned, run a lot of beauty supplies and local stores. I've been thinking about the possibility of expanding into more stores that are not like black owned. We just haven't necessarily gotten there yet in terms of volume support, because it really truly is me and my fiance. Like every single product you receive was made by hand by us (laughs) in our lab, you know? So as the volume continues to grow, I want to continue to just continue to expand in our community first and foremost because again I'm from a predominantly um, black area I'm still in this area so it's really great to be able to get into more stores our men's line is in barber shops around here like I just want to continue to grow that footprint locally mm-hmm. and then decide if, like you know is this something really we can take nationally you know versus being online but getting into national stores like Target we will reach out actually by them for their Ford Founders program and we're considering that so but right now we're definitely trying to expand our footprint in our community continue to help people of color see that their skin can be healthy and glowy and gorgeous the natural way. (laughs) Um, And I really just want to, I don't know, just feel the impact that we're making. Um, And what that means is I want to be able to now start taking like excess from our brand, not excess, but like earnings from our brand and reinvesting into the community in some way. We're just trying to find the best way to do that intentionally. Right. Because Mm -hmm. it's like, 
do we donate? At first I was thinking I wanted to get involved in charities directly in Africa. Then I was like, well, maybe I should actually start at home, but both are my home. So it's like figure out which one, which one is the next step. But definitely we want to kind of, after we expand our footprint, start to get into charitable work that is related to helping people yes. of color or like have healthier, better skin, whether it's like helping in women's shelters, helping in shelters in Africa. We do that through my dad actually has a charity, but being able to do that directly through Malkia, I think would be incredible and like a dream come true. I love that. And then the idea of like being intentional about it, wanting the find a charity or find the organization or find something that needs your support that you can best support um, and work in helping them meet their goals. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. I love that. Is there any, a question I did not ask or anything you've been dying to say that you want to get off your chest before we end? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I feel like I hope this conversation just really conveys like the love I have for doing this, you know, mm-hmm. and just how much joy it's brought to other people's lives and even my life and something I hope I can get to continue to do and I'm blessed enough to continue to do because mm-hmm. of course, as usual, I, I have a lot of other things to do, but you know, I have free time <laughs> to continue to grow, free time. <laughs> to grow the brand and hopefully continue to expand our line. We did add the gentle facial cleanser, but I want to continue to diversify our products to address skin needs across every skin color and every ethnicity. So to be able to do that, I just want to continue to grow. Um, and I can't thank you enough for this opportunity to talk about what we do and how we do it and who we do it for. Really, thank you so much. Yes, no problem. I think that's a part of the heartbeat of Black and Green is that oftentimes buying products, you can feel so disconnected from the founders, the folks who create it, because oftentimes they were made in a big factory. You don't know who the founder is. But the beauty of Black and Green is I want our customers to be able to shop products and know the founders. And so this podcast is a way to help them get connected to the person behind the brand. Like you said, every single product that you're making now, you're making. And so they can know you and be connected to you. And they feel that sense of love and power when they use your products. Absolutely. Everything comes from, even down to the boxes and the labels. We literally make them from our cricket guys. So every single thing with the exception of the glass bottle is handmade. That's awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on Black and Green. Thank you for the work that you're doing to try to push forward. And I know oftentimes we can get pushed to not do it or they think that's not a good idea. But thank you for pushing forward, creating products that are all natural, that are made by hand to improve our skin and address kind of your concerns. So thank you for sharing the stuff that you created with the rest of the world so we can also get the improvements that you have seen. Absolutely. And I will say before I go is that I know a lot of natural is a buzzword nowadays and so many people claim to be natural or good for you. Like really take your time and read the labels and understand what natural means. It's not a regulated term. So really anyone can claim they're natural and what they're using is not natural or naturally derived. So really like do your research. Remember, this is your life. This is your health. This is your wellness. And I know it might seem inconvenient to take the extra time but just take that extra time google that word (laughs) understand what you're putting in and on your body and because it's every single day for years that you're using these things so that extra five minutes you take to understand what natural really means and what these companies are putting in their products can Mm -hmm. have exponential improvement on your life 
Absolutely. Yes. And I love the way you ended it. Just make sure you take <laughs> the time to invest in yourself, guys. Make sure you yes. take the time to do the research to invest in yourself because you, you, you're going to take care of you. So. And I'm not sure. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it's something you mentioned on this podcast before, because you've sure you've talked to other founders. But for those that don't know, like the black and green process is very thorough, and they even run every ingredient through a toxicity check. And you can't be on black and green unless you're under a particular toxicity score, which is already extremely low. So it's like it's not just anything that's on there, right? So even if it's not Malkia, you can't go wrong with any of the products on their site. Oh, well, thank you. And on that, we will end. Bye, guys. Awesome. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning into the Black and Green podcast. Did you have more questions for our special guest? Please leave your questions in the comment section. Also, check us out at blkgrn.com. Please subscribe and comment. We love hearing from you. Until next time, buy black and live green.